you have a God named Jesus who says, I want to be with you. I believe one of Jesus' favorite words is the word with. Jesus says, wherever two or three are gathered, there am I with them. He says to the thief on the cross, here's what Jesus does not say to the thief on the cross who is killed next to him. Remember the thief turns to him and says, Jesus, remember me when you enter your kingdom. Here's what Jesus does not say. Jesus does not say, truly, truly, I say to you, today you'll be in paradise. Jesus didn't say that. Here's what Jesus said. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. The good news is not just that we get heaven, but we get it with Jesus. Jesus says, even now I'm preparing a place for you. Listen to this, John 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me. In my Father's mansion are many rooms. Check that out, mansion. You're not getting some some shack out of the back 40 of heaven. You're not in some slave quarters over the garage. You are in the mansion of the king. In my Father's mansion are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I'm going there to prepare a place for you so that when I come back, I can take you to be there with me. Jesus wants to be with us. And maybe the best with of all, when Jesus says at the end of Matthew's gospel, and low, I love when I hear low. Whenever you hear a low or a behold, it means something really cool is coming, so pay attention. And Jesus says, in low, I will be with you all your days till the end of time. I will be with you all your days to the end of time. Who are you going to hang on to? Last story, then I'm done. There was a story written by a man named Richard Pindle called Somebody's Son. And it was ripped off by a music group back in the 70s. But the story itself is so powerful. And I want to leave you with it. There was a young man who got into a terrible disagreement with his father. And finally his father said, listen, these are my rules. And if you're going to live under my roof, you'll do as I say. If not, there's the door. Maybe some of your dads have said that to you. Well, the boy looked at his dad and said, is that the way you want it? And the dad said, that's the way it is. And the boy said, fine, then I'm out of here. And he went and he packed a bag and he left. He was gone about a month. And he was running out of money, but more than that, he was running out of anger. He missed his mother terribly. She stood by and had to watch this horrible fight. And he really missed his dad because they were close at one point. So the boy thought, maybe I should just put my pride behind me. And he said, yeah, I'm going to do that. So he went to the train station and he bought himself a train ticket. And as he was waiting for the train, he got to thinking, but what if I'm not welcome? What if my dad doesn't want me home? What do I do then? I'll just make a fool of myself. So he had a few minutes before the train was going to depart. He ran to the payphone, put some money in, called home. His mom answered the phone. He said, Mom, it's me. And she said, Oh, are you okay? Thank God. Thank you for calling. He said, Mom, I'm fine. Mom, the fact of the matter is, I, I, I want to come home. She said, Please, I miss you. I want you to come home. He said, Mom, I, I've even bought a train ticket. She said, Oh, great. He said, But Mom, I'm wondering, will Dad welcome me home? Well, I'll welcome you home. Just come home. Well, I know, Mom, but will Dad welcome me home? And she said, I don't know. We'll talk about it when you get home. And he says, Mom, if I'm not welcome home by Dad, I'm not coming home. And she said, I don't know what to say. 
He said, Mom, the train's going to leave in a few moments. Tell me, am I welcome or not? Mom said, your dad hasn't been the same. Ever since that fight, you know, he was always so happy, always so cheerful, always had a quick hand to give someone. He never smiles. We never talk. He just broods. I think he misses you, but he'll never talk about it. I don't know if he'll welcome you home. I think he will. Mom, I got to know. I don't know, son. He said, Mom, the train's getting ready to pull out. Here's an idea. You know how our property runs along the train tracks, the back of our property? She said, yeah. He says, you know there's that old dead apple tree out there? Mom, you tell Dad, if I'm welcome home, that he used to put a white handkerchief from a branch of that old dead apple tree. If I see a handkerchief, white handkerchief, hanging from a branch of that tree, I'll know I can come home. If I don't see a handkerchief, I'll know I'm not welcome. Mom, I gotta go, I love you, goodbye. Before she could say anything, he hung up the phone. Ran to the train, jumped on it just as it was pulling out of the station. We sat in this car, train car, with all these strangers. There was an older stately gentleman sitting next to him. But the boy, he just stared out the window, other people playing cards, reading, snapping. He just kept looking out the window. And every once in a while, he'd let out a heavy sigh because he was worried, what if Dad won't let me home? Finally, the older man sitting next to him said, son, I don't want to pry in your business, but boy, it sure looks like you could use a friend. We're going to be riding together for a while. Why don't you tell me what's on your mind? And though the boy was always pretty private, he just really needed somebody to talk to, and so he just started pouring out his heart to this man. And he told the whole story of the fight. He told the story of how he missed his parents and how he wanted to go home. How he bought this train ticket, and now he was worried that maybe he wasn't welcome. And how he told his mom to tell his dad to put a white handkerchief from the apple tree. And as he was telling this story, all the other passengers in the train car stopped playing cards, stopped reading. Woke up from their snoozing, they listened to this young boy's tale. And just as the boy was finishing his story, he looked up and he said to the old man, see that bend up ahead? As soon as we make that bend, if you look out the right side of the train, you'll see my dad's property. In a moment or two after that, you'll be able to see that old apple tree. And you'll see if I'm welcome home or not. And with that, the boy, emotion welling up from deep within, he started to shake and he started to cry. He just buried his face in his hands. He put his head on his lap and he just sobbed, terrified that he wouldn't be welcome. He could feel the train start to make that bend. And he literally could feel the presence of all the other passengers straining to look out the window on the right side. And as they cleared the bend, he could feel it in the train track. He was just crying so hard. He didn't dare look up. And a moment or two later, all of a sudden, he heard a collective audible gasp. And he knew it was bad news. He thought they'd be cheering. And then it went silent. And then the older stately gentleman said, Son, you need to look up. And the boy said, I can't. And the older gentleman said, you must. It's time to grow up. It's time to face your future. And with that, he kind of picked the boy up gently but firmly. And the boy allowed himself to be straightened up. And slowly, he took his hands from his face and he wiped his eyes. 
And the older man said, look out the window. And the boy looked. There was not one white handkerchief hanging from that apple tree. There was a hundred white handkerchiefs hanging from a hundred branches of that apple tree. Thank you. You see, the father wasn't saying, you're welcome to come home. The father was saying, please come home. I want you. I need you. I love you. I am sorry for all that has happened between us. Please come home. Now for the last time, I tell you that so I can tell you. Your heavenly father, letting you know that you are welcome into his family, doesn't hang a white handkerchief on a tree. He hung his son Jesus there. And it wasn't white cloth that flowed, it was red blood. And when you see the cross and know that God our father loves us so much that he willingly sacrificed his son to take away our sins, because that's the only way we'd get into heaven. Please know that you are welcome in the kingdom of God. And know that you are loved. You are valuable. You are not alone. Why God? Because he's the one that can answer our needs. We may not have an opportunity to talk a whole lot more. I'm, I'm going to be heading out in a little bit. And maybe we won't have a chance to see each other again this side of heaven. But when we get there, and I know you'll be there, the only thing that would keep you out of your sins, and they've been washed clean in the blood of Jesus, and know that I'll be there, not because I'm good enough, but because Jesus loves me enough. Let's have a reunion. Let's sit down at the banqueting table together. Let's talk about what a God we have who welcomes the likes of us into his kingdom. If I don't get to see you again on this side of heaven, I'll be looking for you on the better side of heaven. Would you pray with me, please? Dear Lord Jesus, Sometimes we get stuck in our pitiful, pathetic, selfish, insecure ways. And sometimes it happens because we've been beat bad. Oh God, forgive us when we care more about what other people think than what you do. Help us to see, Lord Jesus, that as you loved the woman at the well and as you loved Malchus, who were so insignificant to so many, help us to believe that you love us even when we feel insignificant. Because, Jesus, you are love. May the assurance of that love flood us, not only this weekend, but as we go on in our lives, so that when we get to our deathbeds, we don't say it was a waste, God. But we look and say, what a ride. What a fantastic ride. As we soared as on wings of an eagle with you, Jesus. May this be so in your holy and precious name. Amen.